Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, good morning, good grief. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Well, oh, it's not? Well, now what do we talk about? It could be indeed some interesting weather. We have home improvement here for an hour. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Toll free anywhere on the globe. My name is Scott Mosby. We've got a one-hour sprint show, a couple of guests in the studio, and we are talking about everything related to your home, your office, your building, your comfort, your house health, all of those things, and these phone lines are open for you, 314-436-7900, and toll-free anywhere on the globe. If you can reach us, 800-925-1120. Furthest away has been Puerto Rico. We have listeners from New York uh, usually every week, Uh, so this is a wide-ranging broadcast. You can listen to me here on radio.com, radio.com, a great app available at the App Store, Just uh, tune in to KMOX, all those lovely things. Again, phone lines and seats in the classroom, 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. Part of what's happening today, uh, there is a uh, kitchen seminar going on right now out at Topgolf in Chesterfield. Uh, Topgolf in Chesterfield. It's a little late to get there, but if you're on your way, uh, I think it starts here just a few minutes ago. Uh, Coming up soon, June 8th. 8th, June 8th bathroom seminar, and that's at the Missouri Athletic Club West, MAC West. Any information on that is callmosby.com. You're welcome to come and learn all there is to learn. Uh, phone lines right here, right here on CAMOX, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Cardinal Baseball coming up right after the Home Improvement Show. Uh, the Helitech Home Improvement Show sponsored by Gutterworks. Scott Mosby at the helm. I have two uh, VIP guests in the studio. Uh, we had quite an event um, Best practices uh, is kind of an important thing in the world of business. I have with me Tom Kelly of Neil Kelly Company from Portland, Oregon. And also I have Bill Simone of Custom Design Remodel of Los Angeles. So, uh, gentlemen, good morning and welcome to KMOX. Thanks for coming in. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. Okay, uh, let's start a little bit. Uh, We have a a design-build, we call it forum, uh, companies come from all over the United States, kind of a best practices, sharing the best and the brightest, uh, both with people, ideas, and process. Uh, Tom, you've been in this business uh, for a long time, 1947, Neil Kelly Company? We've been in business for 72 years. The uh, reality of that is is that I'm not 72, so it was my dad that started the business. Well, tell me a little bit about Neil Kelly Company. You're uh, kind of a big deal in our industry. You've uh, been around a long time and one of the significant players. We're a Northwest company based in Portland, Oregon. Uh, We have design centers in Bend and Eugene and Seattle, in, in addition to our corporate headquarters and design center in Portland. 200 employees. We do the whole gamut of home improvement, but a lot of kitchens and baths and additions. And we have a solar division, a, a home performance division doing energy retrofits and a handyman uh, group that does a lot of small projects. Wow. Well, you can understand how Tom has a lot to share in a room of uh, hungry ears. Uh, Tom, thanks for joining us. Will you stick around for the hour? 
I will. All right. Tom Kelly, Neil Kelly Company from Portland, Oregon, and various places around Oregon. Bill Simone, also Los Angeles. Bill, I mean, L.A. is a big place. Where is uh, where's custom design and remodel there? Yeah, Scott, good morning. Uh, custom design and construction is located in an area of Los Angeles called the South Bay. It's sort of bordered by the Pacific Ocean to the west, about the 405 freeway to the east, about LAX to the north, and uh, the the uh, Palisades Peninsula to the south. Wow. Wow. Now, you're a big deal as well uh, throughout this industry. You and Tom cooked up this uh, design build forum, I understand, some years ago, and uh, it's uh, up to you that uh, this kind of happened, I understand. That's correct. Uh, Tom and I and and one other gentleman, uh, pretty well known in our industry, <clears throat> actually hatched this idea over a, a cup of coffee and uh, and some eggs at a meeting that we had at Harvard University. Yeah. Now both of you are involved in, and I don't know that people understand this. The Harvard Center, Harvard Center for Housing Studies, kind of a big deal. Uh, Case Schiller is is comes from the same area. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your both your involvements in uh, in this Harvard event. Sure. We've been on, um, we've been appointed to the board, I guess, maybe about 10 or maybe 12 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it's a group of about 70 uh, companies that represent the steering committee for the Harvard Center for Joint Housing Studies on the Remodeling Futures program. Mm-hmm. There we study lots and lots and lots of things about our industry, including things like size, um, <clears throat> in terms of how many companies in the industry, in terms of how much uh, remodeling activity happens throughout the year. Um, in in our industry, and 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 it's quite large. It's it's, it's anticipated to exceed four hundred and fifty billion dollars worth of remodeling activity this year. Wow, wow, sizable. Uh, Tom, you've been involved in uh, Harvard for quite some time as well. You know, Scott, it's it's the wonder of this group is that it's time for us remodelers to really go from the day to day grind to really getting to the 30,000-foot level and looking at our industry and understanding it better, I think most importantly, trying to understand the future and where we're headed. Well, will we talk about that as well? I mean, your seat's on that as well and uh, coming to St. Louis to participate and uh, really bring that here uh, for us, frankly, my cohorts at Mosby be able to uh, benefit from this as well, best practices. And you can see we get some pretty smart uh, folks here hanging around. Tom? Bill, will you stick around, please? I'd be honored to. All right. Uh, We've got phone lines open, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Gutterworks. Lots of things happening. We've got a couple of calls ready to roll. Right now, we're going to get going and see what's cooking on the world of news, weather, and sports here on CamWex. Blues are in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And where can you hear all the action? And get the latest blues news on Y98FM, KMOX.com, and your voice of the St. Louis Blues, KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together. This is Scott Mosby. Let's go right to our phone lines here and see if we can talk to uh, Philip. Uh, Philip, good morning and welcome to CamWex. How can I help? Can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Sorry. Okay. Hey, uh, we just recently purchased a log home. Okay. And we're kind of wondering what would be the best stuff uh, to treat 
not only the outside where the logs are exposed to the weather, but also the inside where the logs are kind of have a finish on them. Okay. Uh, can you tell me what the inside finish looks like? Is it shiny? It is kind of shiny. Okay. Uh, that's likely a polyurethane-type clear finish. Um, and frankly, uh, you're going to have to rough that up a little bit. Uh, and I would test a piece. Uh, it's either uh, likely in today's world, likely a polyurethane clear. Um, it's one of the easiest look uh, works. And how old is the house and how old is that finish, do you think? Uh, I don't know how old the finish is, but the house is from 86. From 86? Okay. Well, your finish is probably from 86, too, is the other part. Do you think it's been refinished? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, even in 86, I'm still going to vote polyurethane. Uh, I would find a place down by the floor or in a corner, someplace not very noticeable, sand it up, just rough up the surface a little bit because urethane gloss is a little bit tough to get the second coat bonding once you have a few years passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, try that, uh, get a you know, quart of, of urethane. Uh, it's not a product you can mix up by shaking because if you get the air bubbles in it, you wind up with air bubbles in your finish. So you need to very carefully stir polyurethane and you'll hear that at the paint store Uh, give it a try apply it and then uh, give it a day to dry Uh, usually it'll be a water-based polyurethane and then see if you can literally rub it off with kind of you know pencil eraser or 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 your or your finger and you'll know whether it's going to bond but uh, the issue of, of covering the inside of those logs is there's a lot of space and that whole surface needs to be kind of cleaned and roughed up just like you would you know, painting a wall at, you know, clean sub-base or substrate okay. really matters. Uh, All right. On the outside, uh, that's, a, that's a real uh, wild card because there's no telling what's on the outside of that building. Uh, it could be silicone-based. It is most likely a uh, kind of a semi-clear stain. Can you tell me what the finish looks like on the outside? I don't, I don't think it's been refinished for a while. It looks almost just weathered. Just weathered? Well, the issue there is uh, power washing, get the weathered is, the gray is kind of a moisture mildew residue from, you know, where the water just sits on the top section of the logs. Are the, are the top sections of the log, you know, half of the log a different color than the other half on top no, of the No, they're all the same kind of a brown, dark brown look. Ooh, then there's a stain on it. Okay. There's a you have an existing stain, uh, probably something back then, um, 86, probably... Uh, exterior stain it's likely a solvent based unlikely that on the outside in 86 they would have used a water base in that time Mm -hmm. Uh, so look at that Uh, i would take this same story to a professional paint store you know somewhere in your area philip and and see what you've got there but again sanding rough up the surface test uh trial of of what surface you want or what finish you want on it uh i still would recommend a pigmented uh stain um uh semi-clear but a pigmented stain because that does the uh, delivers the ultraviolet uh, uh coverage too okay what about is it an option to put siding over it to just protect the logs forever? Uh, yes, there is. Again, is that visually what you want to do? Uh, I, I was thinking more of a, a future maintenance problem than anything, uh, you know, because you're going to have to do this every so many years probably. Well, true, but uh, again, um, how old is this thing was built in? Uh, is this a true um, log home, stacked logs? It's stacked logs. 
Okay. Uh, the answer is yes, you can fur out the wall. Um, you're basically building another wood structure on the outside to flatten it out and then hanging siding on it. The opportunity then is to insulate the exterior of that building. You know, we're learning and, you know, Tom Kelly can tell you from home performance that a fully wrapped overcoat of insulation around a structure, you know, matters. Um, so your opportunity, if you're going to side it, then you, you would take that opportunity to insulate right. it as well. Uh, so the answer is yes, you can. And, you know, down in my heart, it's like, wow, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> right. Well, we're just thinking of uh, future issues. Yeah. Uh, Again, uh, re- realize that the the log home is part of the charm. And what do you want? Does that house, does that structure translate into the home feeling? And if you turn it into a sided structure, is it still the same place you fell in love and bought with, bought right. originally? So I right. caution you on the, make sure you know what you want. Okay. Yeah. Bill, Bill or Tom, do either of you have any suggestions to add? Yeah. I, I probably don't because we don't have a lot of log homes in Southern California. So Tom, <laughs> maybe you can <laughs> provide a little direction. Pacific think, Northwest, I, you know, logs. We have a few log homes. They are mostly out on the countryside. We don't see them in the, like in the city of Portland. But okay. I think you covered it, Scott. I would just make sure if he put a new facade on that building that a good rain screen system was installed. And Oh, good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, yeah, a rain, if you put an outside and insulation on it, but rain screen, what Tom's referring to, is make sure you make a way for that moisture to drain out because good old okay. St. Louis, we have 80% relative humidity today. Right. So, you know, the the air is wet. Make sure that house or building structure can dry itself. Okay. All right. All right. I appreciate it. All right, Philip. Thanks for the call. Uh-huh. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Home Improvement, Camo X, Scott Mosby, lots of things happening here. And let's see if we can go back to, uh, how about Kathy? Hey, Kathy, good morning. Welcome to Camo X. How can we help? Yes, I was wondering um, why you need to seal the brick on a chimney now, as in um, past years you never had to, of older houses. Uh, brick, well, uh, why do you put moisturizer on your skin now at our age as opposed to when you're one year old? Again, that aging material winds up with different needs in its later life than it does in its early life. Uh, so brick, concrete, stone, masonry, stucco, all uh, with the uh, effects of Mother Nature will become more porous. And in becoming more porous, just like my old dry skin, uh, it needs a little bit more protection than it did some years before. So, again, that's Well, this you... is newer brick than um, what I've ever had on an older house. Well, the newer brick does not need to be so much um, uh, sealed, but the issue is around the tuck pointing. Um, if you want that sand and cement mortar in between the bricks to last, that's where the value is as well. So it's around negotiating how often do you want your tuck point, your house to be tuck pointed, which means scraping, scraping out the sand and cement uh, mortar and replacing that, which is quite costly. That happens every... On a newer home, every 50 years. On older homes, it can get down to every 30, 20, and sometimes 15 years. Mm-hmm. Right, tell me why you're asking this question. What's your source of needing to seal this brick? Because um, the roofer said that it was um, going through the brick and going down into um, under the roof, under the because I had a roof leak. Okay. I, I would... Um, 
You may or may not have a roof leak. You may have brick, um, but I totally agree with this process. If you got if you've got moisture penetrating coming through that big hunk of masonry, which is the brick, I would definitely seal that brick to limit moisture uptake. Because once that outside brick gets wet, that moisture will move by the law of physics from high concentration to low, which means it's going to move into the drier brick, and that drier brick is down inside your home. So uh, it, in, as it gets wet, so does the wood that touches it from the wood framing around the roof as well. So I, I totally agree that uh, sealing this brick is going to be something that's important. We're a brick town. Um, you know, I, I was showing Bill and Tom around the St. Louis area. We, we like our brick. It's a good building material, but it takes about, on the average, 20 seconds for moisture to saturate a brick. So you have to reseal it every two years? Uh, generally, if you've got a water problem on a chimney, you do. Uh, if mm-hmm. you have a, um, you know, a, a not water, if your house was built to where that framing is not touching the brick or your plaster is not touching that masonry <laughs> or you don't have insulation issues with that, then, uh, again, you know, you may not have to seal it. But if you've got a problem with any kind of moisture around the roof or coming through there, any plaster problems, yeah, that's number one or number two of the three or four things to just check by process of elimination. Okay. Thanks. How's that for a long answer to a short question? Interesting. <laughs> All right, Kathy, good luck. That's a big deal. A lot of people in St. Louis have that same issue. So um, if you're trying to stop a leak, that is one of the early stops on process of elimination. Okay, thanks. All right, bye now. Bye. Home Improvement, Camuex, Scott Mosby here, Bill Simone from Los Angeles, and we have Tom Kelly from Portland, Oregon. Um, gentlemen, again, what were some of the topics that were discussed in uh, yesterday in the evening before we, we discussed uh, um, uh, 3D modeling, um, design, um, the, the changing nature of the generations and such, uh, some of the technology, robots, uh, automation, all that stuff. You know, we're certainly in a time where technology is is becoming a, a much more important uh, component of the remodeling business. And mm. some of it is uh, going to help us be uh, less costly. Um, well, there's this uh, product that we've just started to use. It's an app that's called Hover where we can uh, use a cell phone to take six pictures of a house and get back within a day a complete uh, 3D uh, rendering of the house with all the exact measurements. Wow. That just simplifies how much time we have to spend measuring a house, and it enables us to really easily show a prospective client um, if we're going to reside the house or re-roof, put in new windows, what that's going to look like. It's The product is connected to some of the major brands, so uh, we can put the color palettes from a siding product into the into the 3D rendering. It's... it's um, a real time saver, and also I think it's going to help homeowners visualize uh, what their what 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 the outcome is going to be when we do a residing project. Very nice, uh, Bill. What, do you have any takeaways uh, from uh, yesterday? Actually, the last two or three days uh, spending here in St. Louis. Well, other than uh, my 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 head is still spinning from all the information. Um, <clears throat> it was a very very valuable uh, couple of days that we all got to spend together. And and in a few, just a, I'll just touch on a few of the takeaways. But to, you know, Tom sorta sorta mentioned it a little bit. We live in a, in in a society now where everybody 
wants the information at the at their fingertips. They want to be able to push a button, tap an app, get it, now. have access to get it now. Mm. Um, so we're looking at ways in our company that we can actually provide that to the consumer um, through things like you know what what are what do what do pro- typical projects cost? What do they consist of? Mm. Um, how can we as a company provide the transparency to the consumer uh, so that they they know exactly you know what they're getting. Uh, what's included? What's not included? What uh, what a typical spend might be for a, you know, say a kitchen remodel or a or an addition to the home or 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 uh, you know, or, or any other number of uh, of types of projects like that. So I think that was kind of one of the big takeaways. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, stick around here. We're going to take a short pause and come back for more in the University of KMOX. Scott Mosby at the helm. This is at your service on KMOX. The news you heard on KMOX. Hola, Sri Lankan people. ISIS is claiming responsibility. Steps towards impeachment. Impeaching Trump. Not there yet. Welcome. Joe Biden. Battle for the soul of this nation. We'll call him Sleepy Joe. Gets in as the front runner. Not the brightest light bulb. What's next? Harassing the president. We're fighting all the subpoenas. You'll hear it here. Executive privileges on the table. The most accurate 2020 century. For all the news you need to know. Going right into the heart of the election. They're not going to win against me. It's News Radio 1120. KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, welcome back. We have the phone lines live and lively. We are going right to them. Let's see what's happening with my friend Larry. Larry, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can we help? Hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I got a quick question for you. I have a five-gallon container of Thompson water seal that's never been opened. Do you think it's still good? How old do you think it is, Larry? It's probably 10 years old. Ooh, wow. Uh, 10 years old, I would not use it. If it was two years old, yes, I would. It's not really been affected by the ultraviolet light, but there's also certain things that uh, happen chemically when you've got uh, something closed up that long. And any curing product, so the same question is, would you use a 10-year-old can of paint for anything other than minor touch-up? You know, the answer is probably no. So oh, well, the only the only issue I had was it's never been exposed to oxygen or anything. It's still sealed. Oh, I agree. It, this may work, but the consequence of it not working. Let's pretend for you know a hundred dollars or whatever you put the stuff all over your deck or all over the structure. If it doesn't work, you're way deeper than a hundred dollars in problems. So it's more of a risk reward thing. Personally, I would not use that product. Uh, just because you can do more harm than good with it. And, you know, for a few dollars, you can buy some insurance and, and you know, get a new product. So personally, I just wouldn't use it. And I'm sure our our painters at Mosby wouldn't touch it. Okay. Thanks for the info. Okay. Thanks. Take okay, care. Bye. Bye. All right. Let's see what's happening here on University of Camelax. Let's next go see what's happening with Rose. Hey, Rose. Good morning. Welcome Hi, to Hi, Scott. Hey, thank you. Yes, how are we you? We have a home that was, I'm good, thanks. We have a home that was built in 1960, and it has a septic system that's been inspected and cleaned. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we don't know where the drain field laterals are and wondered if you had any advice on how to locate those and who to contact for that. 
Well, I'll tell you, uh, if you had the inspection, the best person to ask on that is whoever did that septic uh, inspection because it's usually the installer uh, type person will do inspections on tanks and fields. And uh, the field will be on a relatively level left to right area. But there are so many different types of drain fields. Uh, Generally, it will be in an area that is uh, fairly clear. Um, and, you know, back in, uh, you know, 1960, this would have been a trenched uh, drain field. They'd be roughly 75 feet long, and they'd be in, in a ladder step, so it would be rolls like terraces, if you will. Uh, fairly flat oh. place, um, generally not too forested back in 1960. But the best guy to really ask is that inspector and just say, hey, do you mind coming by and let me know where this is? Because... Uh, there are some things you need to do to, or not do above one of those drain fields, you know, like put concrete and such. Right. That's what we're considering. And that's why we thought this may be a good time to find out where these are at. And we thought we'd be able to see where the grass is growing, you know, that it would be greener or more lush, but that's not telling us anything. No, the drain field basically dissipates that moisture. So it it might look like the whole field is a little greener, but strips of drain, you know, uh, pipes and such aren't that noticeable, at least not in my experience. And and frankly, that uh, septic tank inspector, you know, come out, take a look around, and he knew he had theories of where this thing was because you can, by process of places where it doesn't go, you can kind of roll mm-hmm. in on, okay, it's probably between here and here. I don't know quite how big it is, but likely it's about this big. How deep do they generally uh, lay those? About three feet. They three uh, feet. okay. Yeah, basically a big backhoe comes in with a two-foot-wide bucket and digs a trench that is about, uh, you know, 36 to 42 inches deep. And then they fill it up with gravel, and then they put these uh, pipes with holes in them, perforated uh, piping, so that the water effluent comes in after being treated from the septic tank or aerator. And then this is how it gets rid of the water into the soil. So it's a slow dissipation of that moisture that's coming out of that tank. Great. Well, thanks, Scott. I appreciate your help. Okay. Hey, Rose, there's also, uh, I I wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to ask him about putting uh, a septic treatment in there as well, like an aerobic product or, you know, um, Ridex, something like that. And, and, you know, if you're going to get them out there, you know, run them hard and get your money's worth. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. All right, Rose. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Bye now. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right, gentlemen, uh, back to you here in this studio. Um, Bill, you're on the West Coast. Uh, Tom, you're on the West Coast. We're in the middle of the country. Uh, It seems like um, some of the trends start wide and and finally catch up with us here. Uh, You know, unless it relates to moisture, we seem to invent that stuff in the middle part of the country, being in river world. Uh, So aside from that, are there any interesting things happening, uh, especially maybe around uh, home automation, uh, the Internet of Things? Everybody seems to be on this wagon. Uh, How is that touching kitchens and bathrooms and home automation? Uh, I mean, think about Amazon. I mean, we as consumers are aware of some of this, but, you know, what do you see in well, I can tell you in the in the Los Angeles area, Scott, there probably isn't a project that we do today that doesn't have some sort of home automation involved in it. Could be, you know, lighting control, could be heating control, um, shade control. We, we, you know, for us on the West Coast, 
you know, try to stay out of the sun a little bit is uh, sometimes difficult. So all that stuff is now automated. You can run it through an app on your phone. You can do it at the source at the home. Uh, you can, you know, be gone. You could be on a trip to Europe somewhere. You could still control, you know, the lights in your home, the shade control in your home, the temperatures in your home, what's going on with some of the appliances. So it's, it's almost, uh, you know, a, a, an endless sea of opportunity out there right now. Wow. Wow. Tom, how does it touch uh, appliances? Uh, you know, I mean, we hear uh, it, it's coming. Uh, LED screens on the face of refrigerators, uh, you know, shopping lists, uh, ordering groceries, Amazon whole, you know, I mean, how, how deep does that water run? So, you know, I think that there's new technology that um, will control the air quality in a home. So um, there's a new system coming out that um, we'll turn on your kitchen fan when you're not there to, you know, vacate some air if that's necessary. Uh, oh, wow. Same thing with whole house fans. It'll turn turn on that fan so that the air quality um, is improved even when you're not there. Uh, I, I just think that te- that kind of technology is uh, just – it's been around for a long time, but it now, now it's become affordable. Um, so, you know, 20 years ago, if you really wanted to – make a house um, into a technology den, um, it was pretty darn expensive, and now it's it's real affordable. That's- it's, it, it's interesting you come back with that. At the home performance, you were kind of a uh, pioneer in home performance, uh, energy audits, uh, blower door testing, uh, all of that. Uh, solar, uh, the Neil Kelly company is in solar now just because it's a wise investment. Uh, t- tell me more about your home home performance. Well, let's you know first. Let's talk about solar a little bit because I think there's some changes coming that that I think homeowners should be aware of. And um, the the most important ones is next year the uh, federal tax credits are going to start to decline, and by 2023 they're going to be gone uh, unless there's some legislative change. So, um, I would recommend to people that are considering solar that they start moving on it. Um, we think the second half of this year that we'll fill up our schedules um, because of the incentive to, to to install solar. And, of course, you have to have a solar um, – have to have a house that is solar friendly. So that means that you've got uh, roof sections that face in the right direction towards the sun, that you don't have uh, trees shading that um, may limit the amount of sun that, uh, that will uh, – hit the solar arrays. So uh, not all houses are, are good for solar, but, but uh, you know, a good 60%, 70% of them are. Um, so it's important to um, make sure that you have a good, uh, uh, capable contractor to do that work. But it's uh, solar's here to stay, and it's going to be a big part of how we, how we uh, get p- uh, power to our homes. Yeah, I understand Illinois, the state of Illinois has a rather lucrative rebate situation. So at least for the next year, uh, you know, for those of you that are uh, Illinois listeners, uh, there are some incredible incentives now coupled with the federal and then the Illinois state that um, makes it. I mean, the return on investment, I think, is within a few years. Um, That's great. We lost our incentives, uh, state incentives in Oregon a couple of years ago. We're hoping that there's going to be some that come back. But in the meantime, it's still a pretty attractive investment because it's a 30 percent tax credit from the federal government. And that's that's pretty significant. Yeah, yeah, that that is indeed. Well, gentlemen, will you stick around? We'll take a short pause and come back. 
All right. Sure. All right. We'll do. KMOX Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Bill Simone, and Tom Kelly. Get ready for the Cards and Reds this afternoon. Ammon Total Access 1220. First pitch, 115. Hear it here on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, lots to talk about. Uh, folks, if you're uh, really uh, trusting this weather, don't, please. This weather can change instantly. It is a humid day. The heat is just around the corner. We've had some really interesting hot days. Now we're into kind of a little bit of a rainy stretch. The plants and yard and trees will all be very happy with this. But realize that it's still up to you and it is a changing season and the heat of the summer is coming. I think we're probably past the deep freeze. You know, we're on past Easter and all that sort of thing here in the Midwest. Just realize that we are going to turn the corner and have a few wonderful months of spring opportunity to get things done like power washing and sealing your deck. Uh, The same for your asphalt driveway. On any of those issues, you want to wait until the surface temperature gets to be 70 degrees Fahrenheit or higher. Anything below that uh, tends to be a little bit rough. So as far as uh, cleaning your asphalt driveway, if you're that's the black thing. If you're going to you know seal your asphalt driveway, make sure it's clean before you seal it. Uh, your deck the same way, 70 degrees Fahrenheit or up. Concrete, likewise, cleaning, removing the stains, and then applying sealer to that. Uh, don't miss your roof. The gutters, uh, downspouts, if you have gutters and downspouts, Make sure they work. Yeah, like when it rains, water comes out of the downspout because if it's not, where's it going? Yeah, maybe into your walls, maybe into the basement. Uh, All kinds of bad choices. So make sure that what you think is happening is happening. You don't necessarily need to be an expert. Just go outside, look at the roof, see if there's any debris on the roof. If you have any little green plants growing out of your gutter, yeah, it's a bad sign. Get somebody to come clean that out. Uh, Any kind of a gutter protection system might be a wise choice as you get into later years or you don't want to, you know, necessarily clean that up. Um, uh, Bill Simone is with us here from Custom Design and Remodel, Los Angeles. Tom Kelly is here from Pacific Northwest up in Oregon from the Neil Kelly Company. Uh, those of you professionals listening to the radio show, you'll recognize these names. Uh, both of these fellows were Remodelers of the Year in our, uh, um, you know, kind of the... Uh, pretty pretty heady national thing. So, uh, Tom and Bill, uh, in the closing minutes of hour number one, anything you'd like to send away with our listeners, perhaps? I would just say that I've sure enjoyed seeing St. Louis, and it's a wonderful city. Um, the arch is just incredible. Um, I got to see that last time I was here, and you, you St. Louis has some inc- incredible treasures. It's a wonderful city. No, oh, thank you, Tom. And uh, your our wives are all out uh, seeing these treasures right now, are they not? That's right. Yeah, we're single. So we have three guys in a room by ourselves talking into microphones when our sweethearts are out doing other. About nothing other than home remodeling. Yeah, right. There we go. <laughs> Which we've been doing all week. Uh, Bill, anything you'd uh, strike you with your visit to St. Louis? Uh, y- you know, you, you're, you're an original Chicago native, I understand. You're a pretty avid hockey player. Uh got in the car and said hey how about those blues it's like right on you gotta love the when the blues win i'm sure uh, i'm sure a lot of uh, your listeners are happy about the results they're getting right now amen brother we bleed blue this time and even though it's a red cardinal town by golly we are by color
dollar this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> well, ride the train as long as you can. It's a fun one. It's a fun. You, yeah, the L.A. Kings had their run a few years ago. I found that interesting. It, it, visiting Los Angeles at eighty degrees and sunny with a hockey team yeah, it was a little bit of a foreign concept for me. Yeah, probably a little different than what you're used to, yeah. but uh, yeah. nevertheless, it's still, you know, 30, 30 degrees or, or, or less on the ice in the barn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, not, not yeah. I don't know. Watching uh, L.A. Kings on a uh, nice thing anyway. Oh, gentlemen, uh, any big takeaways from the Design Build Forum in the last, uh, anything you, more you want to add? You know, just to say that um, we all came away thinking that uh, the future of the remodeling industry is strong, that we have a wonderful industry, some great professionals across the country that are doing great work for the consumer, the homeowner. Mm. All right. Bill, big takeaways. You, you've been very prolific here. So, gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Bill? Yes, yeah, Scott. Um, it You know, it's always, always really valuable to get a, get together with uh, with groups like this uh, that consist of, you know, really successful companies that uh, essentially are doing the same things, but maybe doing them a little bit differently and trying to learn from each other and find out, you know, how to make our, our little mouse traps just a little bit better than what they are at home. And it's, and it's fun to see, you know, some of the successes of the Neil Kellys of the worlds and the Mosby Building Arts of the worlds and the Custom Design and Constructions of the worlds. And the list goes on for about, you know, 12 or 15 more names. Um, but it's really, really fun to, to bring that back to, to our, our, um, our team members um, and share some of the insights that, uh, you know, that we learned from, from just being together and, and uh, talking with some of the best of the best. Oh, very nice. Uh, well, Tom, you're uh, head, You're jumping on the big bird to go back home later today. Uh, you uh, received a uh, quite a heady award, the Humanitarian of, uh, golly, I don't know, the de- big deal. You were a little late to arrive. Tell me. Yeah, the Ecumenical Ministries of Oregon, and which is an organization that's a consortium of all of the churches in different faiths in Oregon, um, gave my wife and I, and actually my parents in memoriam, uh, their Humanitarian Award. We were um, let's just say we were really honored. Wow. Well, folks, that's who's in the studio with me today. Tom Kelly, Neil Kelly Company. Congratulations to you, Tom, from those in St. Louis. Bill Simone from Custom Design and Remodel. Thank you as well, gentlemen. Uh, and uh, we'll be back for more at the top of the hour. Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, wrapping up here, we are going up to the Cardinal Baseball here in just a few minutes. Stay tuned, though. I still have a couple of experts in the studio. Phone lines are still open for your calls. If you want to sneak one in here, 314-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. Kind of interesting here. Uh, Tom Kelly, Neil Kelly Company from Portland, Oregon. Uh, I want to get a little bit into the home performance. Can you tell me a little bit of what uh, home performance is and why it matters to consumers? Uh, I I know we talked about the uh, solar, but there's so much more to that. So in the the home performance business... um we basically do, first of all, an audit of a home. So we, we pressurize it with what's called a blower door. So it's a system that's put in the front door of the house. And we can then use a camera, an infrared camera, to see where the leaks are around the house. And it's, it's pretty simple technology, but very effective. So one of the 
measures that we do is we go around and basically use caulking to seal um, the house as well as we can. Um, we then do insulation. We'll look at the air changes in the house and use mechanical ventilation if necessary. Once you tighten up a house, you want to be really thoughtful about the amount of air changes or otherwise you can create an unhealthy situation. And, you know, the technology is there. It's it's really um, becoming more and more apparent as time goes on how easy it is to have an unhealthy home, uh, yeah. a crawl space that is um, sending not so good things up into the house and uh, rugs that have all kinds of things in them and carpets. So you have to be um, – you want to be really thoughtful about the health of your home and having one that uh, is really energy efficient, uh, having a really energy efficient HVAC system uh, furnace mm-hmm. is really important. And you can save, um, there's pretty good payback on doing these energy retrofits. Uh, you can save quite a bit of money per month with a you know a lower bill for whatever kind of energy source you have. Uh, yeah. That's, that, I'm, I'm not sure what it, happens here in St. Louis. Okay. Well, Tom and Bill, thanks for joining us. Stay tuned here. Uh, and folks, I want to remind you about Gershman Mortgage. Gershman Mortgage has nine locations right here in the St. Louis area. It is the oldest independent mortgage lender in St. Louis, 60 years, on time, every time, closing every loan on time, every time. Security, experienced, unmatched service. But keep in mind, they know loans, any kind of a loan. First-time home buyer, you want to get qualified, pre-qualified, so you know how big a home to look for. Refinancing, conventional, if you want a Veterans Administration VA loan. Or reverse mortgages. For those of you that have built up equity in your home and you want to gradually take it out or take it out in a lump sum, you can pull the equity out slowly or quickly. All of that through reverse mortgage experts at Gershman Mortgage. Realize the Gershman Gershman experts are 314-236-0163 and you can speak to one of the mortgage experts. Gershman Mortgage, NMLS number 138063-16253, Swingley Ridge Road, Suite 400, Chester, Missouri, 60017 equal housing lender.